Hello listeners and welcome back to Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. This is episode 15, Ferocity on the Streets, The Ballad of Raven Darkblood. This episode contains the same audio issue we've mentioned in the last couple episodes with the microphone that I use, but not for the whole episode. See if you can tell where I switched over to the subsequent recording. It's tough to catch if you aren't listening for it. So, here we go. This is episode 15, Ferocity on the Streets, The Ballad of Raven Darkblood. The scorching desert sun radiates off the pavement in the downtown executive district of the Oasis. A black-cloaked figure stands in the middle of the intersection, directly in front of the sleek automated vehicle containing Sedoi. The traffic indicator in front of her car turns green and the vehicles on the opposite side of the road begin to move. The cloaked figure, however, remains motionless, their expression and appearance concealed by a long, dark hood. There's an awkward pause as the left rear window of the automated vehicle rolls down slowly. Sedoi's head comes into view, leaning out the window with a confused expression on her face. She studies this strange character for a moment, but before she can make sense of what she's looking at, a small explosion pops the front end of her car several feet into the air. She slams her head against the top of the window frame, and as the car violently crashes back down to the street, her jaw smashes into the door. Fucking hell, what the fuck are you doing? The person standing in front of you whips his hood back, and you see that he's got long black hair and a big scar running down the side of his face, and he kind of angrily looks at your vehicle and goes, Sedoi of the Hydroponics Corporation, I challenge you! I am Raven Darkblood, 12th of my clan. You have violated the laws of this world and must be destroyed for the common good. This is not an act I take pleasure in. As a child, my birth parents were imprisoned and executed for working against- Please stop. (laughs) This is getting- You are- you are- this is some kind of joke, yes? This is no joke, Sedoi of the Hydroponics Corporation. Uh, I, Raven Darkblood, shall slay you with- Stop, stop, please. My name is not Sedoi of the Hydroponics Corporation. What the fuck? (laughs) Look, that is temporary gig. If you have, like, shit to bring up with them, you bring it up with them. I just fucking fixing pipes. He ponders this for a second. And (laughs) then, in that same sort of booming voice, my quarrel is not with the Hydroponics Corporation, Sedoi. My quarrel is with you, one who have violated the laws of this world. What law? And for that, you must be arrested and submit to trial by my organization. I'm not hallucinating this, am I? This is the... the I don't know what the fuck. Some of the vehicles behind you begin honking. <laughs> well, this car is clearly fucked anyway, so I guess I get out. You notice that the car hasn't responded in a little while, and there is a touchscreen in front of it has a blinking danger sign, like an exclamation point inside a triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says tap for more information. Uh, yeah, fuck it, I'll tap it. All right. You tap it, and it says automatic driving disabled. Undercarriage clearance sensors have been damaged. Authorized repair person has been notified. ETA 30 minutes. So, this is a fancy corporate car. The windshield is probably bulletproof, (laughs) so I can't just shoot it through the the front. Whatever explosion knocked the car up 
from what your diagnostics show, it didn't actually damage any part of the car that's drivable. It's the undercarriage clearance sensors. Like, right, 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 right. Super low priority. Yeah. But it's enough that it, it has tripped the thing and automatic driving is disabled. I want to climb into the driver's seat and just like slam the gas. <laughs> All right. So there isn't a driver's seat. This is a just a uh, passenger vehicle. But oh. there is a small thing that says in case of emergency, emergency driver's seat. So you pull the thing and it pops up like this little, like an airline stewardess pop-down seat, basically. If you've ever seen those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A tiny little flimsy seat pops down <laughs> and uh, a little steering wheel that's about the size of a small donut pops out of the windshield and then goes whoop and expands outwards. I try to find the accelerator so I can get that pushed down as fast as possible before he realizes I'm going to run him over. All right. <laughs> you climb to the front of the vehicle and the display screen reads, manual driving override enabled. Error. Current insurance policy does not allow manual driving. Ah, for fuck's sake! Ah, fucking... So the person with the hood standing in front of your vehicle, he reaches out behind his back and pulls out this big sword that seems to have electronics running up and down and says, Sedoy of the Hydroponics Corporation, I, Raven Darkblood, shall slay you this day with my sword. It is a sword that is forged in the blood of my ancestors, and I th- All right, all right, listen, listen, I'll fucking fight you with my fucking sword, okay? Oh, uh... Jesus. No need for your fucking dramatics. Well, then, um, ex exit the vehicle, and we shall do battle. Ch chill, you fucking... You see how hard I bump my fucking head? Ah, no fucking manners. All right, and what do you do? Do you exit the vehicle, or are you going to keep trying to get it started? No, I exit the vehicle, and I draw my sword. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he, he looks pleased when you draw your sword. He goes, ah, I see another wielder of the blade. Well, my blade shall be superior to yours, for it is imbued with the blood and the life force of a thousand generations before me. What, what the? Are you fucking 14 years old? <laughs> This is pathetic, you know that, right? Like, nobody is going to think this is cool. Somebody who's in the vehicle right behind where your vehicle was leans out the side of their car and goes, Hey, fuck nut! Get out of the fucking way! Well, uh, okay, just go around, it's fine. I have to do a sword fight. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple more honks, and then cars start, like, merging into the left lane and flipping you two off as you go by. Okay, so do you have, like, rules, or...? Do you just want to, like, go ham? My code of honor prohibits any striking of a foe who okay, has- Okay, can I shoot him when he's talking? <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> Alright, uh, 11? Uh, that does not hit. Ooh, but it's a rate of fire, too? So you get to roll again. Yeah. 12. Apparently this is the highest I can roll with it, so. Seriously? Yeah, I don't have handgun or pistol skills. Oh. Okay, so that makes more sense. Sedoi doesn't actually understand how to use a pistol. <laughs> While he's talking, you pull your gun out, and without even sort of aiming, you just go... and shoot at him from about 10 meters away, and all of the bullets go wide. He looks shocked. No honor. Absolutely shocked that you would dare to do this, and says, Aha! So you do not fight by the rules of honor! Very well, prepare to die! You exploded my car, it's fair. That's true. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I I didn't realize that it's literally impossible for me to hit anything with this revolver. <laughs> I can't reach the minimum number on the chart. So he draws his sword, runs towards you, and goes for an attack. I can't believe some random guy is trying to sword fight me in the middle of the street. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> All right. It's a rate of fire of two, so he takes two swings at you. 12 and a 13. So melee combat's resolved. Dexterity plus evasion plus 1d10. Wait, so it's just a, yeah, it's just an evasion roll. Yeah, I think so. 18 and 15. Okay. He runs up, pulls out his sword, and takes two wild swings at you. And both of them miss. I uh, flick out my whip from my thumb and uh, go for uh, a counter swing or a two, since that's my rate of fire on that. It's 14 and nine. The defense rolls against that are nine and 16. So the first one hits, the second one does not. So roll some damage on that monofilament whip. Yeah, it's not that much, I don't think. Eight damage. It slices into this guy, cutting off pieces of his cloak, and he just grabs it and throws it off and goes, ha, I don't even need this cloak. This was just weighing me down anyway. Jesus fucking Christ. What does he look like? Oh my God, he's got a weighted cloak. Whenever he pulls his cloak off, you can see that he's got a, a bulletproof vest, long black hair, and no sleeves. You can see his arms uh, are just heavily tattooed up. He's on the thinner side, but they're heavily tatted up with, I I don't know if your character would recognize it, but really weeby shit. <laughs> like yeah. he's got Japanese characters that actually mean poop on his arm. <laughs> he's got Goku and yeah, he's got everything, everything anime tattooed on his arms. Come at me, bro. He takes another couple swings and rolls two attack rolls towards you. Oh, I critically dodged the wow. first one. Whoa, yes you did. <laughs> All right, so with that first one, since you critically dodge it, I'm gonna say you can counterattack. All right. Do you dodge behind him <laughs> and do a counterattack from behind? Nothing uh, personal, kid. <laughs> 12. Ah, he dodges it. All right. So he takes a swing at you. You dodge underneath him, step sideways, and try to fling the whip at him. Nothing personal, kid. <laughs> and then it swings past right where he was. And you both kind of like have an anime smirk towards each other. Like, hmm. I, um. This is so painful. <laughs> before we continue, I turned to him and was like, what, what the hell am I supposed to have done anyway? What have I, what have I done that's broken your fucking rules, you anime garbage man? My <laughs> garbage <laughs> Raven Darkblood, who's the person you're fighting, just to remind you, Raven says, um, You have been accused of first-degree assault and theft, and you must return the items that have been stolen and then submit for questioning. If you lay down your weapon right now, I promise I will not murder you. You will have to be more specific. Well, my code of honor prohibits me from attacking an enemy who has laid down their no, weapons. No, the, so, the crime. if you were to lay the, down your weapon, ah, I... Ah, the crime! What? Which specific crime? I have killed many people and, and stolen many things. You have to be... Like, I don't know which one you are coming at me for. Maybe, maybe I didn't do this one. Well, someone who has casually admitted to murder such as yourself, well, I guess I can't take it easy on you. You must face my final strength. I... Are you okay? He drops his sword and pulls out two daggers and says, Be wary! This is my final attack! It shall slay you limb from limb, tear you to pieces, surrender now, 
or you will surely be defeated by me, Raven Darkblood, 12th of my clan. I no, I do not believe that there are 12 Raven Darkbloods. <laughs> I think you are making that up. 12 of the Darkblood clan. No, you are lying. This is all fucking. Oh, uh, this is so. I I I really I have no words. During whatever monologue he's going to do next, I take the time to draw my sword. Alright, you draw your sword. You ask for it! We got the big guns, well, big sword now. Uh, and I do a swing. What is- is, is that a rate of fire of two on the sword? No? Yeah. I believe so, yes. Well, it's a critical fail in the first one. Because I'm not lucky today. Uh, and the second one is... Oh no, I don't think you roll a second one. You go to pull out your sword, and as you do, you just drop it on the ground. <laughs> ah, crap. Just, uh, one second. You spend your second attack, what would be your second attack, picking up your sword. At this point, you have started to gather a bit of a crowd. Some of the people <laughs> around you have started noticing what the fuck is going on. One of the people from the sideboard goes, GET OUT OF THE FUCKING ROAD! Soon, as soon as I kill this man! Alright. Raven Darkblood rolls another sword attack. I got a 14 and a 18. I'm good. All right, you dodge both of his flashy daggers, reflecting it with your sword, and someone from the sidewalk goes, Hey, it looks like that creepy girl is getting attacked by the dude with the all black. I'm not creepy. Swing. <laughs> Eight? Uh, God damn it. This is getting, like the world's slowest sword fight, I swear. Two eights. I know, right? <laughs> Just use your luck. Yeah, I should, but uh, I, I have to do that before I roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen. Oh, he's rolling pretty good. And eleven, yep. Alright. Uh, he dodges both of your attacks and says, You cannot hit me! I have trained for years underneath the dark bloods! One of the drivers that has been in the vehicles behind you begins honking again, gets out of his car, and says, Hey! Fucking move! And someone on the street goes, Oh, they're having a fight! And he goes, what? Which one's the driver? And the guy goes, ah, oh, it's the girl over there, the creepy looking one. I'm not fucking creepy! <laughs> you, you turn to say that to the driver and he pulls a big ass fucking assault rifle off his shoulder <laughs> and says, duck! Oh God. <laughs> yep, yeah, I get down. You duck down and a hail of gunfire. Graze where Raven is standing. <laughs> Raven gets hit three times and collapses to the ground and then just slowly gets up and goes, Well, you may have gotten it e away easy this time, but I'll be back. Yeah, fuck you too, Raven. <laughs> I turn to the guy and I go, Thank you. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Just get your car moving, okay? <laughs> okay. Fucking hell. Alright. I start tinkering under the car. <laughs> yeah, no roll required. You just pop underneath it and uh, you find exactly where the thing is. You grab a little bit of wire, patch it together, and sure enough, you can bypass the safety security mechanism. Oh, nice. Yeah, since I, I figured I have the jury rig uh, ability thing as well. It lasts you enough to get back to the apartment building. Your car pulls up to the apartment building and just then your jury rig gives out and uh, the car starts beeping again, but it's fine. So you just get out of the car and just leave it there. Yeah, sounds good. You walk upstairs and right as you approach the door to your apartment, two things happen. Mm -hmm. 
First is that you can hear Reed and Mavis inside Mavis's apartment having a conversation about something. The second thing is that you get a message from an unknown number on your communicator. Oh, fucking spammers. What is it now? You open up the unknown uh, number and it contains a picture of your door, of the door of your apartment. And it says, come to two up, four up, four down at the ancient place of worship and let's settle this. Oh God. <laughs> Be there at 3 p.m. tomorrow. Come alone, Raven Darkwood. I put it in the trash. <laughs> you discard the message. I'm not indulging this creep. You're in front of your apartment and you hear Reed and Mavis talking in uh, Mavis's apartment. I go up there and knock. All right. Reed and Mavis, the two of you have been sitting around Mavis's apartment in uh, the small amounts of blood and grime, watching Meta the rat kind of scamper about and nibble on things as Iso lays on the couch high off of his drugs and occasionally says funny things that you guys laugh at. Poggers. <laughs> so wait, was that actually a liver you had me hand to that dude? Or what, what was yeah, it? Yeah, it was a liver. It just looked like fucking meat. Unless you fucked it up and it was a dyer, it, it, I sure hope it was a liver. Uh-oh. I hope your scouting mission was successful. Uh, is Sedoya a door now? <laughs> yeah, buddy, Sedoya's a door now. You, God, just hang on one moment. I just rifle through my uh, medical bag and um, Hello? stack some more drugs on ISO. <laughs> Oh no. Reed just goes to open the door. <laughs> you let Sonoy into the apartment. Reed. Yes? What? I've had a hell of a day. Where's the vodka? Ugh, that makes two of us. Um, I used most of that for disinfecting various wounds. My wounds! <laughs> that is not what it is for. Yeah, um... So we went to get Isa's bike, and he uh, so he fucking flipped it so in like two seconds. Can you can you fix the bike? It's dead. It burned yeah. out, but you're you're like clever, right? Just trust me. Sidoy, honestly, I think just looks disappointed, <laughs> as one should. I'm gonna pour Sidoy a uh, a shot of medicinal alcohol. Uh, we disinfected oh, wounds with the vodka, and we keep this for. This is our drinking booze. <laughs> slide it across to you. Alright, give me a shot of that. Uh, Sadoi, let me get a resist poison from you. I got a six. I have failed to resist drugs. Welcome to the team. <laughs> Mavis hands you a shot of this pure disinfectant. You knock it back, and then sort of your stomach gurgles for a second, and you proceed to just vomit onto the floor. Don't waste it. Oh, that's bad. I wipe my mouth, and I stand up, and I walk outside. <laughs> Bye! Honestly, probably made it smell better in here, to be honest. Mavis, your broken TV in the corner, the one that the spring broke off of the leg and slammed into and shattered, <laughs> uh, the broken TV in the corner activates without you telling it to. It attempts to flip on, and the screen on, on the front of it is obviously very broken. So you can't see anything, and whatever damage you did seems to have affected the speakers too. So you hear kind of a Everyone be quiet, there's cyber ghosts. Well um Reed would like to kick the TV in to see if it works. 
basic tech? Hey, you break it, you buy it, Reed. It's already fucking broken. Yeah, give me a basic tech rule. I got a fucking minus one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You walk over to the TV and uh, give it a swift kick and finish the job that the springs started earlier and just destroy the TV. Wow. It's no longer making the beeping noise or any other noise, so that's an improvement. See? Fixed it. That's coming out of your closet. <laughs> Yay, no more ghosts. <laughs> oh, why so? All right, so Sadoi, you walk over to your nearby apartment and open it up, and sure enough, your TV is on too. It's displaying a big yellow triangle, the universal symbol for caution and warning. And underneath it, it says, warning, message from the Oasis City incoming. Warning, priority transmission, message from the Oasis incoming. This has been Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis, episode 15, Ferocity on the Streets, The Ballad of Raven Dark Blood. Thanks to all you listeners out there for continuing to rate and comment on Apple Podcasts, Podchasers, and whatever platforms you can. Ratings and comments really help boost our standing with the almighty algorithms, which gets us in front of more people, which in turn can give you the smug superiority of knowing that you're a true fan that liked us before we went mainstream. It's a win-win-win. In other news, next week we've got an extra special short stories from the Oasis episode where Jen and Andrea, who play Mavis and Sadoi respectively, are going to DM a game of Halo and Horns, a one-page RPG by Connie Chang that features two dungeon masters and one player. I will be reprising my role as Scott Young, owner of Scott Young's Discount Cybernetics. Tune in next week to find out the answer to the question no one asked, how exactly did Scott Young get his hands on so much discounted cyberware? That's all for now, folks, and remember, Sir Peter Bottomley, a member of the Tory party, claimed this week that British members of Parliament, such as himself, were finding it desperately difficult and really grim to only be paid an £81,000 salary instead of the £100,000 salary that British doctors earn on average. For comparison, the average full-time salary of a UK citizen is £31,000. And on October 6th of this year, the Tory party also set a record for the largest single cut in history for UK welfare spending, which is expected to adversely impact the lower and middle income classes across the board, including almost 2 million families with children. Only a politician could be so old, entitled, and lacking in self-awareness that they would dare to complain about not getting paid enough while simultaneously failing to fulfill even the most basic requirements of their job description. Until next time, this is Artemis Ronan, and I endorse this message. 